The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze Wait, Not a game. Not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, everybody. Stadium's NBA podcast, numero uno. It's Ben Wittenstein. And, of course, Zach Badger House, always in the house. Ben, how you doing, Chief? You catch some of that basketball this weekend? Oh, of course I caught some basketball this weekend. There was some fun basketball this weekend. I had a good time betting basketball this weekend, so Uh-oh. it was good all around for the basketball this weekend. Okay, so somebody made some money. So as long as they made some money, it was all right. Fade <laughs> in, the trends. That's all it is. Fade the trends. I took Hornets plus 10 when they were playing the Bucks, and they outright won. I should have taken the Hornets money line, okay, but let's not get it's one of those away. games where it's just like sometimes you can see it. Like a team's been playing poorly enough. The NBA is too good where, like, if a team's lost a few games in a row and another team's won a bunch in a row, you can kind of tell that maybe, you know, this matchup, maybe the underdog's going to win just because that's just what happens in the NBA. Oh, yeah, because Oklahoma City Thunder last week, make sure you check out, first of all, yeah. make sure you check out Zach Impressive Six because the Oklahoma City Thunder definitely made the Zach Impressive Six this week. And one thing that I want to mention is that they scored a whopping 150 points. Being yeah, that's a lot of points. Without Sha Gildress Alexander, SGA, their best player, did not play. They went out there and scored Damn. 150 points. They had 122 points through three quarters, the most the Boston Celtics had ever given up. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum laid an absolute egg last week. Yep. <laughs> Looked like they lost a leg the way, yeah, they the way that they were playing. But it was just bad, and I was just proud of Josh Giddy, who led the way 25 points in that game of how they played Oklahoma City Thunder. Like outmanned underdogs, they come out on top. They're a good team. They they are a really, really good team. They're a really okay fun team, team, too. Yeah, I don't know about Okay, good. really, really good. Maybe I'm getting at myself. That's yeah, that's fair. But fun team. Mark Denault, their, their head coach, has been phenomenal mm-hmm. in – I don't know if I would say fully turning this team around. They won 23, 24 games last season. They're going to win more than that this season, so wow, the improvement is there. Improvement. Right. They got a lot of young guys. They do. They're playing without Chet Holmgren, who they're going to get back next year, fully healthy, you hope. Absolutely no vets on the team. And, I mean, how many first-round draft picks do they have in the next two years? Man, 100? Sam Presti got at least, at least 20. At least 20. So it's just one of those things. This team is set up well for the present and for the future. So the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, we may see, I don't want to say the D word, dynasty, but we're going to see some some good Oklahoma City Thunder teams towards the <laughs> latter part of the 2020s. We hope so, or at least they hope so. You know, some of those guys out there, whether it's uh, Scoot Henderson or I don't even know who's after that draft class, maybe old Bronny James. You know, yeah, names LeBron like that. and Bronny playing in Oklahoma Man, City. <laughs> trying, they're trying to get that Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. thing going. They're trying to. But we're going to see what happens in these next few years. Yeah, that, that'll be really fun. So that was good to see. Um, and the other thing that's been happening this past uh, week is uh, all-star voting yeah, has been starting up. One big thing of the week this week being is the all-star voting. You saw mine. We tweeted it last week yeah. on the Points in the Pain podcast Twitter feed. Make sure you follow Points in the Pain on Twitter for sure. At but Points Pain. 
did you, sir? Did you vote yet? So I was thinking about doing it live on the pod. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. At I least like going that. through it. Yeah, because okay. you you have yours, and you can go to the points in the paint, and and you can see Zach's picks because he picked them out already. And yep. you're not. You don't think you're going to change. Bird, you don't think one. you're going to change because you can vote as many times as you want. Yeah, you can definitely vote as many times as you want. I am going to vote again. I don't want to get too carried away, people, and just get to overdoing it. But I, at least I I feel like with the people that I pick being. Overall, I thought I did a decent job. Mm-hmm. I wasn't biased or anything, but there is a dilemma in the Eastern Conference. We're gonna have to get into Ooh, that. All right, but so first, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. Who all are right. you deciding on voting for? This is live, baby. Who well, let's see. This is live. From? Doing this live. Uh, so we got what three forwards in the Western Conference. Um, you know, obviously, gotta go, gotta go, Nikola. Gotta go, Jokic. <laughs> gotta go, Jokic, Jokic for one of them. Okay. Uh, they're giving me Anthony Davis. I'm saying nope, nope to Anthony Davis. Stay oh healthy, gosh. buddy. Stay healthy, Anthony. <laughs> You got to stay healthy for me to want to vote for you, and, and you're not staying healthy. You get a great stretch of like a week or two of games, but that's not enough to make an all-star. There's guys oh, that deserve it more. Gosh. One of the guys, Lowry Markkinen. That's f- oh, wait, but wait. Okay, so let's let's put some context. Well, not necessarily context, but let's add a little something to this. All right. So you want Lowry Markkinen to start. I do. Oh, stop the presses. Okay. I want Lowry Markkinen to start. Okay, you want Lowry Markkinen to start. Yes. Okay, so from what I see in the – okay, folks, I want you all to pay attention to these next few picks now because there's going to be a trend that I'm already seeing transpiring take place with these picks for the Western Conference. But go ahead, sir, continue, because I know there's going to be one more player that, 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 mm. that I'm thinking about that I know you're going to have Let's on see. this five for the Western Conference. It's The thing is, it is – it, I want to see how many games he's actually fully played, but I'm 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 leaning towards Zion to oh. be to be a starter. Oh, I'm leaning towards Zion. That's not bad. Let's do Donovan Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, let's do those for the two guards. Halliburton, ooh, to start. Yeah, see, I took Kyrie and I took Donovan Mitchell to start. Okay, see, Kyrie missed missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, I think you have to put in there. I think you have to put Donovan Mitchell and and Tyrese is. You know, assist wise, mm-hmm. what, what is he? He's second in the in the for the guards for the East in assists per right. game uh, under Harden. And again, personal, I'm not I'm not voting for James Harden. He also has only scores 22 points a game, so the scoring's not there. The assists are there. That's that's great, good for him. But I think Tyrese, he's a fun player. He's a balanced player. He's a capable player. I, I think he should start. I think he's earned a starting place in the Eastern Conference. Okay, that's fair. I, I can dig that. Um, but like I said, Kyrie for me. I think he'll play enough games. I think you know. I think it'll all balance out, especially with no with no Kevin Durant. He's gonna have to elevate his game. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's, he has to do it. All right, Zach. So again, this is my team. Let's review it. Jokic, Markkinen, Williamson. This is for the West, correct? West forwards. Okay. Doncic and Shea Gilgis Alexander, the guards. I like the guards. In the East, we got Giannis and Bead. Durant for the forwards, mm-hmm. and then Donovan and Tyrese. Now I gotta put you on the spot real quick because you know, you know this is a little rough for you. Now I gotta put you on the spot, being one time for the one time because mm-hmm. I, I gotta challenge you on this because you got John Morant. He's not in that starting yeah, five, I know. and they're a top three team, top four team in the West. Now you gotta you gotta make an explanation for that. Now well, what's up with that? I th- that that's <laughs> the that's the tough part, right? Because I think yeah. like if I'm taking someone. I'm taking Ja over Tyrese and probably Donovan Mitchell, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. But in terms of all-star caliber play, I kind of feel like sometimes, like as an all-star starter, I could see I, I'd be okay with Ja. All right, I would be okay with Ja being an all-star starter. But I think Tyrese has definitely earned it. He's got an unbelievable amount of double doubles this season, mm-hmm. which I think really com- makes him a complete and full guard. That's what you want from a guard. You want a guy who can pass 
and can shoot and can contribute, you know, 20 to 30 points and right. assists. You know, that, that's what you want. And right. that's what Tyrese has done this season, and he's a big reason why the Pacers are six in the East. Over assist total. So, yeah, I mean, his <laughs> those over assists are always great. And, and I love John. I love his scoring, and I love his athleticism. But I've been very impressed with Tyrese. Okay, and that's in the I East, think though. he should be rewarded. Yeah, no, no, I think he should be rewarded. But the West with Doncic and Shea? Again, is Ja playing better than both those guys? I mean, Definitely not Luca. Shea, t- you could maybe make the argument I because mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder aren't playing as well. I tell you what, who team has the best record, right? I'll be one of those people. So fourth place, Dallas Mavericks, as we record on this Monday. Yeah. Then you scroll down all the way down. <laughs> Got to go all the way down. Oh, no. 13th seed, Oklahoma City Thunder, four games under 500. Yes, the 6-40 last 10. They won two straight through Monday. However, you go at the top of the West, Memphis Grizzlies, they won six in a row. <laughs> Seven and three. Last yeah. team. I mean, hey, 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 I'm just saying. Now, you got to make an explanation for not throwing Ja in there. <laughs> no, listen, that's fair. That's fair. And and Ja averages a bunch more assists than Shea Gilgis Alexander does. He's averaging eight assists, and Shea's averaging five. Shea's scoring better than Ja. He He's, is. you know, 31 points a game. Um, and they have fantasy points too that they can score. <laughs> Shea's better than John fantasy points, oh, which is something for someone. I don't know. That just is what it is. That just someone. shows. That just shows you know how good of a player he is as a complete balanced player. So, I think if you're gonna go with better team, then you have to put John Moran in as a starter. I wouldn't be mad with putting John as a starter, but right. I think SGA and Shea. I mean, we were talking about him for as a as a dark horse MVP candidate right. too. But they were also like a month having a winning record, right? With the they had, had a winning record. record. That's true. That is true. They but he's been out. He's start. been out a couple games. That's so. true. Listen, I think they are closer than people might think. Just uh, written on paper. Yeah, no, I, I did that. <laughs> but I'll stick with Shea. I'll stick with Shay. I'll do it. If people want to yell at me, that's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Do it. Yell yeah. at me. Hold do it down. It. SGA, you know, put yeah, say it with your chest, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. What is the worry? Uh, Zach, we've got a team that uh, is failing right now. Flailing and failing. Well, you know uh, you know how uh, Staples have the easy button? Yeah. They need a uh, panic button down there in Phoenix. <laughs> there you go. So the worry is high for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you felt, but remember, I text you. Last night, and I said, yeah. you know, what's the worry? All caps, Phoenix Suns. And you know what's funny? I was going to retract at first, Ben, because when I said that to you, I was watching the Phoenix Suns play, and they were down 10 points. And I'm like, you know what? This team is just – they just can't figure it out without Devin Booker right now. He's been out a few weeks. He's going to be out even more. I think like the next two to three weeks, I think he's still going to be out, Devin Booker. So it's like it's a true struggle. Yeah, Chris Paul had like 25 points at one point in the game last week. But unless he's able to do that every night thirty at 36, 37 years old, Chris Paul, man, it's going to be a be tough. tough call. DeAndre Ayton, if he's not going to be the guy while Devin Booker is out, then they're going to struggle. And not to mention all the injuries, man. They got like four or five players yeah. with like nagging injuries. Which is weird because Phoenix was usually the place historically that players went and they became ageless. You had all the older <laughs> players go and whatever training staff they had there in Phoenix was able to fix you up and the, the desert you, air was able to keep you healthy. You <laughs> whatever it was, Shaq, Chris Paul, you know, they had a bunch, Steve Nash, a bunch of older guys and they were fine. So, it's interesting to see six straight losses. They're yep. not doing well without Devin Booker. Two and ten without Devin Booker. That's a struggle. Four of uh, four for fourteen in their last eighteen games. Tough. So Devin's going to be out a little longer. Yep. So they're going to have to figure out how to survive without their star player, and have to deal with even more injuries. What's so your worry what's level? Ah, that? I mean. It I'm, would be it I'm would be about, like eight or nine. I'm at like an eight and a half, nine. 
I really want to say 10, but I don't want to say 10 and then they mess around and win like five in a row and we look crazy. See, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say seven because I would if Devin Booker was playing and they were playing like this, I would say eight or a nine. But because Booker's been out, I want to see what this team is like once he comes back. As long as he's a similar type of player, if he's healthy, maybe they could have a chance to turn it around. It's still only early January. Maybe they maybe they have a shot. But right now it's a seven because they should be playing better than they are even without Devin Booker. They've they've struggled through injuries with him before, so they know how to play with with some of their players being injured. And right now they're not doing well. So I would say seven. Our boy Dave King, you know, shout out to Dave King. He always come on the podcast. He tweeted out last night all the injuries that they're dealing with. You got Cam Johnson. He's been out for weeks, right? Yep. DeAndre Aiden, he's been day-to-day. Yep. Cameron, Cameron Payne, weeks out. But the funny one, after he got the booker, you know, being out and Chris Paul dealing with the hip injury day-to-day, the last one being was kind of funny. Jay Crowder. Ego. <laughs> he labeled Jay Crowder ego. as ego in oh, terms wow. of like the injury list. And that just means all time. Like, <laughs> He's yeah, got all, all time. time. So that just means that Jay Crowder, like obviously people that people don't know the news that they kind of went separate ways, the Phoenix Suns and Jay yes. Crowder, because he wasn't gonna start anymore to start the season or anything like that. I just thought that was maybe being a little too much. Cause now I feel like they need him now more than ever being. Yeah, absolutely. Do they need anyone? It's all hands on deck time for the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. And if they can't have someone just because they're out because they don't want to play with the team you know that's rough that's rough for the phoenix suns and they're gonna struggle they're going to struggle for the next couple weeks unless somehow they figure out how to turn it around and what you expect from the suns at least in the last couple years is that they figure it out no matter who's out they they figure it out they have the players to win and they usually do but right now that's not happening listen this team right here being is so crazy because the phoenix suns the last what two two three seasons I really feel like they've had the opportunity to be like at the top, and they've always been at the top of the West. Yeah. You look at them right now; they are at the bottom. Yeah, they have sunk the bottom, eighth place. Yeah, they're still in the play-in scenario. Yeah, but listen, when you got a team like LA, the Lakers, they coming out, they want to play some hard basketball without Anthony Davis and motivating basketball. Now that LeBron's turned thirty-eight, yeah. they won five in a row. We'll get to that, but it's Oof. like, listen, you got just better be grateful and thankful. That some of these other teams, Phoenix, have also been kind of what's the word you like to use? Poopy, poopy, little poopy. <laughs> some of these other teams have Stinky been has been kind of bad as well. You know what I'm saying? You look at the Clippers; they've kind of been struggling too, man. So it's like if they don't get their act together, it's going to be some trouble down there in the valley. Hundred percent. I don't disagree. And the other thing, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier about what's uh, what's the worry here is the Kevin Durant knee injury. He's right. going to be reevaluated in two weeks. That doesn't mean he's going to play in two weeks. That's he could. True be out another two weeks after that he could be ready to play a week after so yep. we don't know what the situation is going to be in two weeks but it does look like for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. the nets are going to be without arguably the best player on earth I mean, the best score we've ever seen i swear it's like every time like i told you being every time he's out there it's like there's just a chair in front of him none of them cats out there can guard him it's yeah. literally impossible and he was he was playing pretty well uh, last game against the miami heat but you know he goes he bumps a guy going to the lane he bumped knees and so he has like an mcl sprain and he like you said he's gonna be reevaluated. i'm looking for the guys to step up and the guys that i'm talking about are the joe harris you know what no scratch the shooters i'm not even gonna mention seth I'm not mentioning none of the role players. I'm going to mention the all-star that's on that team that came over from Philadelphia. It is time, sir. It is time. What do you think, Ben? It is time, Benjamin Simmons. Represent and put on for the Benz and go out there and get a bucket, get a basket. I'm tired of seeing him being drive to the lane and kick it out. I yeah, am. 100%. I'm, he, I have kicked him out of the Ben club a long time ago. <laughs> 
And I am still willing to let him back in if he can actually become a good player from this and become a a, an impact. Offensively, it yes. is an impactful in any way. <laughs> Go to the line more, Ben Simmons. Get some shots up. My God, it's it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It I don't really know how he still can show his face on a basketball court, <laughs> and uh, even his own teammates not make fun of him. So he, this is a time for him to shine. They have the shooters. They have some of the personnel to at least stay afloat. Yep. And they put themselves in a pretty good spot in the last two weeks or so. You know, they've won nine of their last ten. They're in second. In the East. Yep. They're only a game behind the Celtics yep. for first place in the conference. So even if they do struggle, even if they go 500 for the time for the two weeks or three weeks that he's out, the Nets are still going to probably be in the fifth or the sixth spot in the East, mm-hmm. if that. So they will be okay as long as they don't completely fall off a cliff, which I don't think they should because they have the talent, but they're going to have to work harder for this now. Oh, it's, yeah. Life is a lot harder without the Kevin Durant option because he provides so much of a safety net for that team oh, when you yeah. need him. So they're going to all have to work harder, and that includes more than includes Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, we know what to expect from him. Not in, not out. He's going to step up, shoot shots, you know, go to the rim, make those tough baskets. But T.J. Warren, that's another guy that's, you know, kind of came back from injury these last few weeks. I'm hoping I see bubble T.J. Warren. Can we, can we challenge? How long have we wanted bubble T.J. Warren? We've been, been wanting bubble T.J. Warren for, for quite some time now, but if we can get a little glimpse a TJ Warren like he was in the bubble for the Brooklyn Nets. That'll show some real prof, uh, some real promise for that team and give them confidence to try to continue. Not necessarily these these streaking ways that they had where they won ten and they won ten out of twelve, things of that nature, but at least stay afloat and be a top four team in the East. Yeah, and, that, and that's something that he needs to be able to do. And maybe now that he he's gonna get an extensive usage, that might help. And I'm trying to see like who who on the Nets plays really well. Or whose usage goes up when Durant is off the court? Obviously, Kyrie. Yeah, he's his usage goes up a ton. Um, Seth Curry goes up. Patty Mills, Nick Claxton. I, I would really love to see if if T.J. Warren could get some more time, get some more usage. Yeah, and, and that's why get, I, I challenge him. I mean, his offensive rating is through the roof when Durant is off. It's one nineteen. See, there you go. That's insane. His defense is not very good, but his okay, offense is yeah. really good. Well, yeah, that's one thing too that they're going to have to be challenged on to the Brooklyn Nets without Kevin Durant, who's going to step up defensively because that's one of the things that's been unspoken this season about Kevin Durant: his ability to play help side defense, guard the ball. Like he's been really stout defensively this year. And you know what's funny? I saw a stat being about Kevin Durant post Achilles injury. Do you know that he's up to his career highs in like every offensive statistical category since the Achilles injury? That is insane to me. That's a miracle. Yeah, that's crazy. It really is. And I was there was something that someone wrote something about him where they said, you know, he is the he's the poster boy for people who have Achilles injuries and for people who hurt their legs in that area because a lot of guys come back and they are not the not same. The same. They're not the same in any way. And he has become the same, if not even better. <laughs> it's just kind of wild. And how good he is. I mean, his usage is 32%. His offensive rating's incredible. The guy, he's about, you know, we talk about LeBron and how static he is, and he's a 29, 8, and 6 guy for 20-plus seasons. Right. Durant's similar. You're, you know where you're going to get with Durant. And, his, and we talked about his three-point attempts have gone down, but his scoring's remained the same. So yep. he's just become a better, better scorer at the selection. rim and a shot selection. And it, it's just great to see. It's, it's really impressive to see someone like that play that consistently. What is trending? Speaking of LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James, 38 at 38. 38 at 38. These last five games. Ridiculous. He has been playing absurd. 
It's like, dude, can you relax? But at the same time, being it's like we can't take. I want to just take this moment that we just can't take LeBron James for for granted. Like no, no. more. Like moving forward, like the rest of the season, the rest of his career, y'all need to y'all need to damn near watch every last Laker game from here on out. Just watch every game LeBron James plays because you don't know what that man is gonna do, and you don't know what game it's gonna be where LeBron breaks the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar all-time scoring record. So you kind of want to watch every game. He might go for seventy and just get it off in one night, <laughs> or it's supposed to be the next three, four games he could do it. He might get it all in one night. Yeah, he might go for a hundred. <laughs> it's like he's doing stuff like you see like twenty-five-year-olds do, dunking and running, and the way he runs and the way he just continues Gazelle. to play thirty-plus minutes a game. Like, it's insane. I understand. 38. 38 years And he was going to play multiple years more is what he wants. Because he's going to play with Bronny. Yeah. And Bronny probably won't be able to eligible to enter the league for another three years. So, if he's 38, that's 41. That's like 23 years in the NBA. That's, like, absurd. (laughs) That's so stupid. Like, it's it's, it's mind-boggling. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's 20-plus years in the NBA for LeBron. And not only 20-plus years – but it's 20-plus years where he's still going to average 28, 29 points a game, eight assists. Like, it ain't no drop-off. That's what's killing yeah, me, being as like. Yeah, windmill dunks? Reverse windmill dunks? What's he, what? Catching it. He's 38. Oh, my God, I don't get it. Like, where is the slowdown? Like, where's yeah. that cliff that. uh? When's it coming? <laughs> when is it coming? Who knows? <laughs> it honestly feels like what we thought about the Spurs in the late 2000s, end of the 2010s, where we're like, at some point, this team has to slow down. And, and there was years and years. Yeah. <laughs> 2014. They winners. Stupid. Really stupid. Um, Some trade rumors are, you're not Similar. hearing, yeah, you're, you're, you're not hearing a bunch, and then suddenly stuff comes up, and people are really excited to talk about it. Yeah, you got Kyle Kuzma out there for the Wizards. They were saying that he may be a... He may be on the trade block. Got Kelly Oombre who's out there. Not no eye-popping, no flashy names, but these are names or these are players that'll be suitable for guy for teams with championship aspirations. These kind right. of names like that, being who you think really should be out there trying to get some guys. I mean, or do you think people should be trying to break it up or well, blow I, it you up? No, I know. Chicago? People talked about the Chicago? Bulls. Yeah, people talked about the Bulls. And How do you feel about that? Reading stuff, reading stuff recently, it sounds like the Bulls may be a little quiet okay. around the trade deadline, okay. especially since they've been re- winning a little bit more recently. So maybe they'll be a little bit more quiet. They're getting the act together. It, it's gonna be, it would be hard to get rid of Zach or DeMar or Vooch just because the contracts contract are crazy. They're yeah. a little older, at least for DeMar and for Vooch. And Levine's contract's insane. So that would be a little bit harder to move. You know, maybe they move like Caruso. Caruso could be really valuable for a lot of different teams. He's had injury issues this year, but he could definitely be a, a guy that we could see on the move. So I don't know if the Bulls are going to be sellers necessarily. Uh, people thought they were going to be, but I don't think so anymore. Well, listen, LeBron said, you saw what he said, y'all need to do something with this roster in some form or fashion. That's basically the Lakers have, yeah, they have to. But it's so tough. To show respect at the very least to LeBron. Do you believe, being they need to get rid of them picks? I'm up in the air with the picks. People are saying like they don't need to be giving away their two first. What round year? Picks. What are they? 2027 like 20, and 2029. Yeah, it's like the thing a few years here, from now. If if I'm the, if I'm a GM for the Lakers, who knows if I'm going to be with the Lakers in four years? Who know? I may be gone from the Lakers in four years, and I'm for sure gone if I don't make these trades. So exactly. I'm going to say that is for future me or future not me. Who I, then I really don't care <laughs> down the road if I'm not going to be the GM in 2027 and 2028. I'm going to use that now for me to keep my job now. Exactly. Okay. So you might as well, I mean, I could see them doing that move just because, A, the pressure is on them. Mm-hmm. B, LeBron's even – he's kind of stewing. He's like, listen, I, I'm 38. I'm doing all this stuff. Give me some help. And C, 
who cares in four years? Who knows what your who knows who the GM is going to be? The Russell Lakers. Westbrook might retire. Yeah, Anthony Davis might demand a trade. Yeah. He might go somewhere else. He this might. is win now for the Lakers. Win it's always and that's the now. funny thing though. Isn't this rep? Don't this team have a reputation of winning now? Yeah, going for after the, Lakers, the big absolutely. names, going after yeah. the big time players. Like they went after Shaq. They got Shaq. They went after. Uh, Dwight Howard Dwight and Steve Howard. Nash. They went after Paul because they went after Paul Gasol, right? They always make the splashy moves yeah. to get to put themselves in the, being a championship contender. So nothing's really changed. I never really see the the rebuild. When last time they drafted a, a Hall of Fame player, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Let's be honest with ourselves. The last time the L.A. Lakers actually drafted a Hall of Fame player, probably, and they didn't even draft Kobe. They traded for him, so they he got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. So, like, when have they actually drafted a Hall of Fame player being? I don't think they have. Yeah, I mean, they – I mean, the best player they've drafted recently is Brandon Ingram. And he's no longer Hall of Fame. I mean, they they had a couple years. You got D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram back-to-back. Not with the team. Julius Randle. Not with the team. They had some good (laughs) draft picks, 2014 through 2016. Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Larry Nance, Brandon Ingram, Ivica Zubac. That's all within three years. He played across the street. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of insane. And then, yeah, as you said, not with the team. Not with the team. Not, not with the with team. Not with the team. <laughs> it's just so many players. Like, Marc Gasol. So it's like if you are if you have a reputation of not even keeping your draft picks or utilizing them to get top players in the draft because half the time you're in the back half of the draft anyway because your team's performing relatively well, man, damn them picks. <laughs> yeah, get, get rid of them. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You, you got to get rid of them at that point. I mean, the best player that they have drafted since – the mid 2010s, Derek Fisher, 96. That's come on now. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, what is that going to they, do? They drafted Mark Gasol in 2007. He was a second round pick. Um, but yeah, that's uh, not great. Not 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 great for the Lakers. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Help LeBron now. 2027, LeBron's probably not going to be in the league. So that's trade him now. Saying, right. He just want. He only won one full season with Bronny anyway. After that, he's probably going to retire. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll retire happy. On the hotline, Uh-oh, what we got? we've got some stuff. We've got uh, a so message. We, a text. we do have a text. Let's do the text first. We got okay, a text. Uh, this text. is from DNPG. Okay, shout out to DNPG. Okay. He said, uh, so are the Knicks good or not? I can't tell, guys. <laughs> you too. Well, let's, let's, let's figure that out. Are the Knicks good? <laughs> are, are the Knicks good? Are they good? They, uh, I don't know. They've been winning, though. They have yeah, been winning. Playoffs. Like you said, Julius Randle has been playing well. I think he's averaging a little over 23 points a game, probably getting like eight or nine rebounds. He's shooting pretty pretty decent from the field. I think his three-point shot selection has gotten better this season. I mean, they're currently in the play-in scenario, but they're seventh. So they're right above, you know what I'm saying, that uh, Indiana Pacer, Philadelphia. Like, they're not – they're flirting with them. They're about three and a half games back, three games back behind mm-hmm. the Philadelphia 76ers for the fifth seed. They're only a half game back from the Indiana Pacers to get out of that play-in scenario. Mm-hmm. So that'll be pretty interesting. Now imagine we got a Pacers Knicks in the first round. Ooh, It'll look like Reggie in the and 90s. Patrick Ewing all over again. It's gonna be eighty to seventy six. The final score. <laughs> well, not if Tyrese and James Harden out <laughs> yeah. there. It's gonna be the complete opposite. It's gonna be one sixty to one forty. Yeah, <laughs> but that's true. The Knicks. I mean, they're playing well. Defensively, we know what Tibbs like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Obi Top is going to be kind of coming back, so it's going to be good for them in terms of depth in the front court. Mitchell Robinson's playing well on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So has Emmanuel quickly. That's the that's the key thing for the Knicks. 
As long as Tibbs can get some of those guys to buy in defensively, I think the rest takes care of itself. Now, you know, the closer probably is going to be Brunson or Randall. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get with the boy R.J. Barrett. He's going to come in and get about 20, 22 points a night. So, I mean, yeah, this team's all right. They, I don't know, DBG, bro. They all right. I don't know if they good, bad. They all right. They in yeah. the middle, right? In the middle of the pack. Still trying to figure it out. But they won four straight, though. They did, and row. it was after uh, they didn't end December very well at all. Uh, they ended on a, a losing streak, I believe. It was a three three game losing streak. So. New year, new them. And two two <laughs> of those games too. They didn't have Jalen Brunson, so it, it shows how important Brunson is yeah. to that team because they lost to the Spurs. Probably shouldn't lose to the Spurs because yep, they're lost a bad by team. five to the Mavs without Jalen Brunson for his homecoming. Mm. So I think as long as everyone is healthy for that team, Brunson is such an incredibly important asset to that squad that I think they do need him to stay alive if okay. they want to have any chance to make it through the playoffs. But yeah, and the Knicks are fine. I, the Knicks will be okay, and like you said, they need to buy in defensively. That's the most important part. Always. Buy in defensively, yep. and if Always. anyone can do that, it's Tibbs. Tibbs gonna get them boys to buy in. We had a Mitchell Charit. Is that his last name? I think so. Is that on Facebook? Yeah, that's on Facebook. Uh, Jason Kidd really played a role in developing two of the best players in the world. So Giannis and Luca. That's what I'm assuming. So I think that's what he meant. Ooh, wait, you not see me? I'm gonna tell you something right now, Ben. I I believe I'm a firm believer of the Giannis take. I'm a firm believer of that. Jason Kidd definitely early in Giannis's career put the ball in his hand instead of having him on the block to turn around or, or basically play like Joel Embiid instead of playing like a Joel or Nikola Jokic. He said, here you go. We're going to roll this basketball out. I'm going to make sure that you bring the ball up and you make the deciding factors and you control the pace and you control the tempo of this game, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now you coming down, you flying down, you getting the layups and the dunks, and then now, okay, they double team you. You catch the ball, you find guys, get guys open. Man, you would think my man was center guard, <laughs> not point he's, forward. He's a little point center guard, center guard, <laughs> guard center. Yeah, that, listen, I, I think Jason I'll let you Kidd, attest to Luca, but I can go at least with Giannis. Yeah, I, Jason Kidd, I think he he played somewhat of a role for for Giannis for sure. He made a lot of mistakes in Milwaukee, a lot of mistakes. Oh, I mean, he had a player quit. Quit basketball Larry because Sanders? of the, the abuse that Jason Kidd threw well, his way. Well, I think he didn't want to get on the plane. I think he was, like, afraid of heights or something like that. You have to go check that out. Yeah, Larry and Sanders, I think there was – He was, like, scared of heights. Yeah, he, there was definitely something with that, too. But I, he definitely – the reviews from his time in Milwaukee aren't great. And I think what he did is he went to the West Coast. He was an assistant coach. Yep, LA he, he learned – the ropes being an assistant i think it would for his career it clearly was better for him to start as the assistant coach kind of learn how coaching works that way and then become a head coach Mm. for the team because he clearly learned a lot being an assistant because he's now in dallas he's got a great stash of players of course better than what he had in milwaukee he's got one of the best players in the world in luca but then he's given uh christian wood which is now christian wood and luca are one of the best pick and roll pairs in the nba okay top five i think in terms of production so he has a really good system set up, and I just I don't know. Lucas seems like the type of guy you put him anywhere in the NBA under any go. coach. He's he gonna succeed. He's trying to give J Kid no love, no love. J Kid don't succeed. get no love from being here. I just want y'all to know that he don't really get no love. J Kid ain't get no love from no being on this podcast. No, not, not, not for this, not and for it's this. Crazy, not for Luca. Because it's like not for Luca. He can't get no love from neither one of them. He ain't helped Giannis. He ain't helped Luca. Nothing like not the pace of play down there in Luca for him to be able to stay long winded and be in the game. We keep thinking that he's going to run out of gas. Remember, right. he started the season October, November. Like, all right, the usage rate look too high now. They may be doing too much. They still at it, man. He, oh, why hold my beer? 60, 50, 
39. He did that in a row. Nah, hey, I'm just saying. Hey, shout out to the medical staff for the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> That's all I have to say for that. Listen, oh. I, I think Jason Kidd's a fine coach. He's a much better coach than he was with the Bucks. He clearly learned a lot. And I don't think he's that bad of a coach necessarily. But, again, Luca, under any coach, I think he would be okay. He that He's that type of player where he was a professional before the NBA. So it's not like he really needs help in figuring out how to be a professional basketball player. He played professionally. He got paid to do it. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think the the impact on the coach on him. Don't forget now, J.K. Hall of Fame point guard. Minimal. Nah, nah come on. No, now. yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know Hall all of Fame behind the scenes stuff. Nah. Again, <laughs> this is just commenting from the outside. So I, I don't know what the conversations they have in private. I don't know the conversations that Jason Kidd and the the input that he has on Luca. But Luca was good before Kidd. Luca's going to be good after Kidd. Luca's just good. Okay. Um, development wise, was he going to ever be as good as he's going? You know, like when's his peak, and how much did Jason Kidd have in making him that. get to that peak? <laughs> okay. I would say well, it's I, not a ton. I'll tell you what. Okay. But I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, Ooh, so I, I, I can't be for sure. I'll tell you what. Up until this season, right, now we know people have been trying to put Luka, Luka Magic out there for MVP, right? Now, would you say this year is probably the best chance he's had to win NBA MVP out of all the years he's been in the NBA? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right now. Yeah. Who's the head coach? Yeah, but <laughs> how old is Luca? How old is Luca? Luca's like been 25? in the league. Yeah, he's, he's going on twenty four. Okay. He's getting into his prime. All right. Uh, again, it's partly Jason Kidd. I'm sure I'm it's just, not zero really percent Jason Kidd. Being, but it's also partly Luca growing up and learning the NBA and <laughs> doing his thing. Uh, I just wanted to mess with being. Shout out to you, bitch. For great question up, yeah, or great yeah, point. Great question for. For my man's over here, man. I'm just trying to make sure he at least give my man's a little ounce of a credit, bit. a little, a little bit, bit a little bit of credit for Jason yeah, Kidd. Just, <laughs> just a bit. So we appreciate both DMPG and Mitchell for hollering at us on the podcast. Make sure you do that. You can always get on the hotline, whether it's 773-273-9088 via text or voicemail. Or you can go to Twitter at PointsPay, Instagram at PointsPay, and Facebook as well. You don't have no problem doing that. We will reach out. We will follow up with all those questions or comments, concerns, whatever you guys may have. You can follow my man's Ben Winstein and myself on our social handles respectively, of course, as this concludes this edition of the Points to the Pay podcast presented by Stadium, and you'll hear from us next week. <laughs>